everybody. Welcome to Celebrating Independent Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, Coach Callie Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California, and I am super excited today. I have the honor and privilege of introducing to you our founder, Miss Teresa Lewis. She is absolutely freaking amazing, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear her heart. We were actually introduced to each other by a mutual friend. And he said, Tammy, he was like, I just got to introduce you guys. He was like, I don't know how I know, but you guys are going to do great things together. And we got on the phone and we talked and we had this instant connection and we just, we were instantly friends. It just feels like we've known each other for a really long time. And that's really how it came about of me being the host of this podcast and which I thoroughly love. I love getting to be the, the interview person and talking to all these wonderful artists and authors and getting to know them and picking their brains a little bit. You know, I'm a brand new author myself, soon to be a published author, and I'm just really excited to, to learn so much from everybody that comes across this platform. And, you know, she breaks down, you know, why she founded the CIA, what comes with it. And if it's something that you're interested in and you would like to know more information, then she tells you how you can do that as well. We also laughed a lot <laughs> on this interview. We talked about her books. We talked about what she has coming up. We also talked about the law of attraction. We talked about God. We talked about her kids. I mean, we just were all over the place and it was just a really fun interview. I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Grab your favorite beverage, grab a seat, and let me introduce to you Miss Teresa Lewis. Hey everybody, welcome to Celebrating Independent Artist Spotlights. I am your host, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And I have the honor and privilege of interviewing our owner and our CEO, Miss Teresa Lewis. If you guys don't know what Celebrating Independent Artist Spotlight is, what we do is we celebrate the works of talented artists, authors, clothing and jewelry designers, photographers, poets, singers, songwriters, and screenwriters. We want to get up close and personal with all of these artists, whatever their genre is. And we want to allow them to share their stories of their struggle all the way up to their triumph and their victories. So I just wanted to take a minute and interview this most beautiful, awesome soul that I love so much. I had the pleasure of being introduced to her by a mutual friend of ours and got to join her team. And now I get to be the host of this awesome podcast. And I just wanted people to, to know the vision and the dream behind where Celebrating Independent Artists came from, ergo the spotlight, which is what we do now, and really get to know who Teresa Lewis is. So let's welcome her in. Miss Teresa, how are you today? I am doing great. I'm super excited to be on this podcast with you today, Tammy. Um, it's been a long time coming, and we are going to have a good time today. Yes. Great time. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Can you speak up just a little bit for me so I can hear you? Sure. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me better? Yes, much better, much okay. better. I just want to make sure we get it all on the recording because I... <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So tell everybody about Teresa Lewis. I know you're an author, you're a mom, and you have all of these wonderful accolades. You've got, what, five books now? And mm -hmm. is it four kids? Oh, no. I got three kids. Three, three kids. Okay, so Eunice has got four kids. You got yes. three kids. You got yes. five books. Okay. Yes. All right. 
<laughs> She's like, uh-uh, don't give me any more kids. No, don't give me no extra. I, I was pushing it with that third one. <laughs> oh, yes. But so, yeah, I, I am an author. As you said, I have five books. The first book that I've written was called, titled, Turn Your Tears Into Joy. The second one is Experience Victory in Life. And the third one is Rising Above Adversity. And the fourth one is The Beauty of a Black Woman. And the fifth one is The Heart of a Champion. And yes, I reside here in Central Texas. And I'm the founder of the CIA, which is Celebrating Independent Artists. Awesome. So tell us how Celebrating the Independent Artists came about. Well, it came about from me working with authors first. It started out as a narrow vision because I'm, I'm an author and I worked with independent authors. And I know that a lot of the authors that I work with put a lot of hard work into what they're doing. You know, they, they travel, they take time writing, they're marketing, they're doing basically everything to get their book out there. And I didn't want that hard work to go unrecognized. So I wanted to open up opportunity where we can not only recognize it, but celebrate them. Where we'll have events where they can come out and participate. And they'll also, we'll have a red carpet event once a year where we'll also give out awards to the members that are in the CIA. Um, and as I was working on the CIA, I heard God tell me to expand my vision. And he said, and so with that, it came about from independent art, authors to independent artists where we have clothing and jewelry designers poets photographers authors artists models motivational speakers life coaches you name it so I, i'm thankful for that oh that is awesome i said i i got I got introduced to you by our mutual friend, Lamar. I think you call him EQ. I've never known him as that. So it's like, I say, it's <laughs> people say that I have to think, I was like, EQ, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've known him for a really long time. And he's a, he's a really, really good inspiration to me. He helps me keep my head on straight. And he just said, like, I have to introduce you to, like, you guys are going to do great things together. And that's kind of how we met and, and how all of this kind of came about. And uh, just so thankful for him and, and this happening. Yeah. So once... Let me get my whole little list of questions here. So when was it that you realized you wanted to become, but before we go into your whole author thing, let's, let's talk about what, what, what does CIA do for the artist? Like what, what, what do they get out of becoming a member? If that's something that they choose to do, if they want to know more, what, what, what are they looking at? Okay, so we do have where we have regular members that can come into our Facebook group and they won't get the benefits of being a VIP member, which I'm going to kind of discuss right now. Um, the VIP membership, with that, you once you sign up, you'll get the free, you'll get the CIA T-shirt, you'll get the CIA T-shirt, and you'll also get the CIA certificate, something like what I have right here. You'll get that, and you can put it in a beautiful frame for your friends and family to see. And you'll also get the badge that I'm wearing. You can see that. This is the VIP badge. And they'll get their works listed on our website with the Author Spotlight interview or Artist Spotlight interview. And they'll also get the 10% off all of our event services and products. And they'll get the opportunity for the table selection, they'll, the first choice table selection. Uh, for our vendor events, and they'll get an opportunity to connect with fellow author and artists, 
and they'll also get an opportunity um, for professional development, leadership roles and community events. And the great other great thing about it is they'll automatically be nominated for the Author or Artist of the Year Award. That we'll have, we're gonna have a panel of judges that's gonna judge from each category. Now, even though they may not be, um, their work may not be chosen as the winner, they will also, but their work will be highlighted on the big screen and that'll give them a little bit more exposure, give their work and their career some more exposure. Now, we also have VIP networking events and that'll be just for VIP members only where they can actually not just communicate and, and uh, network in a group, but they'll actually get to meet each other face to face having these networking events, some on the East Coast, some on the West Coast, because we have members on both sides. So we want to be able to provide a, a platform or a place where we can go, whether it be in San Diego, whether it be in Miami, New York. We just want to open it up to where everybody can travel and do what they love. That is awesome. I love the travel part. I love being able to be. Yes. I, like, I, I'm ready for our y'all come out to San Diego, you know. Yes. I'm ready to come back out there myself. <laughs> San Diego is a beautiful place, man. It is, uh, it has definitely become home. I love our Facebook group. It's such a warm and welcoming community. The, the community, I think, is to me the biggest benefit because I like I'm a brand new author, and mm -hmm. so learning from you and learning from Eunice and the other authors that are in there and you get to hear their story and their perspective mm -hmm. and you can step kind of outside yourself and say, okay, maybe I need to look at this a different way. Maybe I need to look right. at this publishing a different way. Maybe I need to look at writing this chapter a different way. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just great to have that experience on the other mm -hmm. side of the table to get to, to draw from, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's just very, very warping. It's like everybody's very welcoming and very, very loving. And, and I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm a community person. So I, I, I love that. What made you decide to become an author? What, what was your, what was your passion about that? What, what drew you to that? Well, I actually started writing at a very young age. I was writing when I was 10, 11, and it basically started because I love reading. I love mm -hmm. reading a lot of nonfiction books and fiction books. And so I said, oh, well, let me write something. So I started dabbling with poetry first. And a lot of people love my poetry. And my sister would say, man, she can write about anything, a rug, or <laughs> she can write about anything. So as I continued to write, one time I was working and my supervisor read a piece of my work and she was like, you really ought to get this published. Amazing how God put people in our path to uh, encourage us and to push us into an area that we may have never went had nobody encouraged us to do so. So I'm really thankful for that. I published my first book in 2005 when I was pregnant with my son. And so uh, that's why I titled that Turn Your Tears Into Joy because, you know, pregnancy <laughs> can be <laughs> challenging. And that book was really made up of poems and short stories. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Chicken Soup for the Soul and how they talk, they have different short stories and stuff. So I kind of wrote stories like that. And I, I remember when I first did my first book signing, one of the ladies that read my book told me how much one of the stories in there touched her because it related so much to what she was going through. 
That is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, uh, pregnancy changes your whole mindset, man. <laughs> your your whole emotional status. Like you, you could be the same person before you got pregnant, or sometimes you just turn into this other person. And people are like, who are you? Like, what happened? Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, but it's like I, I wouldn't trade my my pregnancy days for for anything. Right? Like I got two, and then I got three grandbabies. So uh, my son my personality didn't change a whole lot but with my daughter oh, oh goodness oh. <laughs> I was I, I was not I, I was angry all the time when I was pregnant with her I just I mm. chalked it up to there was too much estrogen in one person <laughs> to oh, wow. oh yeah yes indeed <laughs> oh wow what, what's your most exciting experience since you've been an author Oh, traveling and meeting new, uh, new people, like just like networking with other authors and feeling like I'm a part of something bigger than myself mm -hmm. being able to, uh, create organizations to help other people. So it's been, it's been a tremendous blessing for me. It has. That's awesome. What did becoming an author open up more doors for you? In, in areas that you didn't expect or do you didn't see coming when you when you became an author? Well, it opened up doors for me to do book signing, book signings, to meet a lot of people, to actually get into some speaking events and things like that, and, and to just uh, start working even more on my craft of writing, you know. So it did open up some doors for me uh, to actually sign my books and, and my autograph and take pictures with a lot of different people. It, it was really, it was really great. Uh, well, since you brought up book signing, so what was that first book signing like when you, when you went to that first book signing and that first book that you signed, like what, what, what was that? What does that feel like? Oh man, it was very exciting. I was nervous. Um, you, sometimes when you go into an audience because I had my first book signing at my church and, and a lot of people came out so you kind of don't know that and the thing is I had my book out so they could read it already so you don't know what you're gonna feedback what type of feedback you're gonna get after they right. read it but actually it was it turned out to be really well it was a good turnout um I got to sign a lot of books and people actually ordered more so it was it was really exciting I, I was really excited about that that's awesome. Did you have your second book ready when the first one was done? Like, you know, I, I heard that from Eunice, too, when I interviewed her last week. You know, when she published her first book, they were ready for the second one, and she wasn't prepared for that. And right. so uh, yeah. what, what, did, did you already have it written, or did you start right after you published the second one? Like, how does that, I think this is like an area that a lot of us brand new authors don't mm -hmm we don't think about like we're so focused on getting that piece of work out because that's our baby like right. and, and you have all of those feelings and you have all of those emotions of oh am I really gonna put this out and then you hit publish and you get it out and you're on that high because you did it and then you're like people are asking well when's your next one coming out and like I don't think what well, one readers don't understand the heart and the soul that goes oh, in goodness. and like all the dumping that goes into that oh, one book exactly. and so I like I applaud the authors that can write more than one book at a time oh, like yeah. my brain and my emotional <laughs> status cannot. Oh, yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't have it. I, I think it was like four years later when I published my second book. And the reason why my books kind of 
are separated in time is because it's based off of personal experiences that I go through. So if something hits me in life and I feel like I learned a lesson from it, then I'll go write about it so it, I can bless somebody else from that lesson. Right. So, so yeah, it took me uh, about four years before I released my second book after that one. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get the whole writing life experiences. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what that's where I'm going with or what I've done with mine was wrote mm -hmm. my whole life experience. And like, I already know what my next two books are, but I can't wrap my mind around like the writing <laughs> process because I'm in I, like I'm in launch mode. So like I like yeah. I'm like I want to like pick your whole brain right now. Mm -hmm. So you know, you said you were, it, it took four years for your second book. And you said you've got five books. So was it was it that about about that time frame between each one, or 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 some of them quicker than others, or? Well, it, it was some quicker than others. The first two books I went through an actual publisher. The, mm -hmm. the first book I went through a traditional publisher. The second book I went through a self publisher, but they did mostly all the work. But the third book that I did, I did totally on my own, just from learning from the process. So, and every book after that I've done on my own. So, yeah. Awesome. So, um, actually, it's crazy because when my daughter was battling cancer, I had wrote a book. And the reason why I titled it The Beauty of a Black Woman is because I've seen so much strength in a 17-year-old young girl mm -hmm. battling cancer that could have just, you know, I mean, I seen beauty in a whole new light and I had to, and I was just, it was a way to kind of get me so off of what she was going through. So I, I began writing that. And after she went through her battle and she was declared cancer free, then we start working on her, her book together. So, yeah. That is so um, awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> when, when you were writing together, so both of you are contributing from two different perspectives and how to mm -hmm. put that together. How did that feel? And like, actually, what was that process like? I think it was hard for me because it made me remember everything that I saw, you know, as she was going through it, the things I couldn't fix, you know, the things I couldn't help just run her to the doctors back and forth. It was hard for me because I was crying most of the time when I was writing it and I put a couple of pictures in the book, you know, but um, it was kind of, it was good because she would write her part and I would read it and then we would just kind of work together and just like, okay, well, let's, don't forget to share this part, you know, don't share, you know, so it was kind of like we were bouncing a lot off each other and it, it came out really good. And, it, and the one thing I'm really proud of with that book is that she wrote a part about forgiveness that she needed to write and, and how forgiveness allowed her healing process. So that was really Oh, that is so awesome. Like, I, I have a big section in mind about <laughs> on my personal podcast. I've got a whole podcast. I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes long about the art of forgiveness. Yes. And it's, uh, it's definitely an art. And it's, I think where people get caught up, and, and I'm curious to hear your perspective on this, because I we're both, you know, some Jesus followers, and, you know, we're very grounded, and we're grounded in what we, we don't necessarily do religion, but we love us some Jesus, so, um, like, I tell folks all the time, I might have a potty mouth sometimes, but don't test my Jesus, like, because I'm, I'm super grounded and super connected, but, so, forgiveness for me, I think the biggest thing that I had to learn was that forgiveness is a decision, not right. an emotion. Holding right. on to unforgiveness causes all the emotions and the hurt right. and the turmoil right. and right. learning that it's not about the other person. Forgiving them is not about them. It's about healing us because most mm -hmm. of the time, the people that hurt us, they don't care. Right. 
They don't care. They don't moved on with their life. And we're sitting here all salty because we ain't getting what we want and we're the only one hurting us. So like, that's my, my perspective on it and, and what I teach my clients, but like, what, how do you feel about that? What, what is your perspective on the forgiveness piece? Well, I, I really believe that the healing, like you said, is our benefit. And I believe that's why if you read the Bible it says forgive 70 times, seven times over and over, you know, you can't never stop forgiving because when you do then that's when your healing process stops you know you're now you're walking in bitterness now you're walking in anger and you're hurting yourself and so when I had to go through that forgiveness process God was telling me that if you take your mind off of the pain of what you went through then you will see the purpose of what you went through so that's why I wrote the book rising above adversity finding God's purpose in your pain because if you never get past the pain you will never get to the purpose of what God is allowing you to go through that for so right. that's what forgiveness was for me yeah absolutely I um there's a they, I, it, that's hard for people to hear sometimes is there's purpose is. in that pain yeah, like I and we've already talked about being pregnant so like and if you're talking about goals writing a book or producing mm -hmm. a song or producing a movie or you're coming mm -hmm. out with your clothing line or you're writing a poem like when you start it you are one person and when you finish it, you're another person. Yeah. If you if you set the goal today, or you find out you're pregnant today, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, you can't have that baby tomorrow. Right. You don't want that baby right. tomorrow. You have mm -hmm. to grow and become the person or the mom and the couple, the mom and dad. You have to get the house ready. All of that has right. to take place before the finished product. Like you may write the poem in a day, you may write the poem in 20 minutes, but if you're going to publish that work then it's a whole set of poems that have got to come out of you and it becomes now a work of art and it's a book and it's a process and I don't I, I, I do write some poems it's not I don't want to say it's not my gift I just haven't focused on it when I do focus uh -huh. on it I do very well but I like the the stories better now if I can learn how to write a story and do a poem uh -huh. at the same time that might be another avenue to go but it was through the forgiveness process you grow Yes. You're, you're, yes. It's, it's like you're, you're, you're shedding an old skin. Uh, like people tend to look at snakes as evil or bad, but if you look at it and how they grow, they're shedding that old skin to right. grow into something new. Shedding mm -hmm. skin is great. Yes. You know what I mean? You, you, you've mm -hmm. got to shed that, that old skin and you've got right. to shed that old person, especially if you have big dreams, you may be in a place and you have a big dream and you want to get over here. Uh, mm -hmm you can't handle that big dream because you got to be a different person to get over here. That's and so that, that that's kind of the way I, I, I equate the forgiveness. And now forgiveness is like almost automatic. I try to learn, right. okay, so what do I need to learn from this lesson? Even right. if it's just, I don't need to allow you in my circle anymore. Right. Yeah, you're on that. That is so true. Because now, because I think some people believe that if they forgive, that they have to forget or they have to continue to allow that person to be in their life. But that's not true. You know, mm -hmm. you can forgive them and remove that from your heart and move on and separate yourself from that. So that's that's a big part of it, too. Mm. Yeah. So some people are just they, they're not willing to grow. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to heal. Hurt people hurt people and mm -hmm. they become toxic to everyone around them. And once you realize like people will show you who they are. Mm -hmm. 
really, like they, some of them will even tell you, "Hey, this is who I am." Mm. Believe them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> My Angelo, thank you. I love her quotes. <laughs> yes, mm. Believe them when they tell you who they are, yes. or they show you. Believe them; they're not lying. Mm. You know. Right. So it's it's just great. So where do you? And I think you answered this already, but I like. Where do you draw your inspiration to write? Is it always life experiences or do you do some some fiction where you, you know, just use your creative and, and you know, write a fictional story about a fictional character and a journey that they go on? Well, actually, it's, it's crazy you ask that question. I'm more, I feel like I'm more talented in writing the fiction, but I haven't did it. <laughs> I actually <laughs> write nonfiction. I, I love the imagination of being able to write fiction because I imagine so many things, but I actually, that's where I'm actually going to be getting to after I finish these next three books, because that's where my heart is. I feel like that's where my real passion is to be able to write stories and my kids love them. I'm like, okay, I need to get on that. But I actually, I draw uh, my inspiration from nature, God's creation. I can go sit outside and listen to the birds, watch the trees, feel the wind. Um, listen to the water. It's so many things. I, I love to sit in nature and just get inspired. I love it. Girl, you should have went on my hike with me this past <laughs> I know, right? I seen that. I was like, I would have loved that. I seen those pictures. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Girl, like I, you know, I, I there, there's a whole teaching moment in that hike. It was all yes. day hike. And I like, mm. um, I may have to get in our Facebook group and do my, my, my life lesson in there. Cause I had a meltdown when I got back. It was, uh, I, I totally discredited the journey and everything that I accomplished on there because I didn't attain my goal. And I was like, I, I, I teach, follow the journey, appreciate the journey, live in the journey. Like there's lessons in there and do that. And then I just totally discredited all that. And thanks to Lamar, she rattled in my cage. She said, do you realize you understand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is a blessing. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful trip, and I um as much as I love the beach, I, I'm more of a beach girl than I am a mountain girl. But when I get in the mountains, I love it. I I, I love the nature, and um I think one of the things that I love the most that reminded me of back home was like I could hear the wind coming mm-hmm. from off the mountain and then you'd hear it come down through the valley and come back up the mountain and then you'd feel it like oh, you heard it and then you would feel it and just the view was spectacular mm-hmm. just yes. and lots of waterfalls and really I, I have this weird fascination with trees and finding yes. faces in the wood and yes. the textures of rocks and finding faces in the rocks like how did you get there like what do you <laughs> yeah so me and you would have had a good time <laughs> <laughs> right we may not have we we may not have ever made it up to the peak because we'd have been stopping taking so many pictures like I probably would have got out of there sooner if I wasn't stopping every five steps to take a picture like oh look at that look at that so do you when you're writing do you ever get exhausted like or do you get tired when you're writing or does it energize you I think it's a little both. I get energized when I feel like, oh man, I didn't even think of this. And an idea comes and it just captivates me and I got to get it down. The other part, the exhausting part is like sometimes when you, you have a desire to write and you know you want to get it done, but then it's like you can't find that that word. Sometimes you can write, I mean, you can just go. I mean, flow for four, I could flow for four hours. And then sometimes I could just sit there and be like, what? <laughs> I can't even write a sentence. So yeah, <laughs> you're just like 
Like, you know, yeah, so, they sit down here, I plan this time, and now there's nothing. Right, like, and nothing, <laughs> yeah. So that could be the exhausting part of it, but the energy part of it when it's just flowing, just like it's just flowing, pouring out of you. I love those moments, yes. Right. I, uh, I, I learned early on in in finishing my book when I sat there for more than five minutes and nothing was coming or it felt like a strain to write, mm -hmm. I would just get up. I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I'm not going to frustrate myself and mm -hmm. try and force the words to come out. I, right. because I know what it felt like to flow and the mm -hmm. words that came out when I flowed was much better and took a lot less editing <laughs> mm -hmm. than when it did when I was trying to force it. So, and I, and I know you said your family already supports you with your, with your writing career. So yes. do, do your kids buy your books and do they, or do you give them to them? What, how does that work? What do you, what do you do? No, with actually, they, um, my, my, my middle daughter, she's really, actually, she's going to be working on her first book this summer. So I'm excited about that, a book of poems. But she, my son, believe it or not, you think boys really don't like to read, but he'll get in my book and be like, mom, this is really good. You know, really good stuff. And he'll like to read it. So he actually has a copy of every one of the books that I've written. And my daughters, I, I make sure they get a copy, but uh, they're very supportive. I think they're very proud of me, you know, and that's a good thing to know that, you know, cause we get, we're proud of our children, but to know that your children are also proud of you is a good feeling. You know, yeah, that's so a big deal. Yeah, that's a big is. deal. <clears throat> Even though we try not to put our happiness in other people's pockets, our kids right. are a whole different animal. What? When you're not writing, what is your favorite thing to do? What do you enjoy doing? And I know you're a mom, so let's mm. let, let, we're talking about Teresa, not <laughs> Teresa, oh, not man. writer Teresa, not mm. publisher Teresa, not church person Teresa. What does oh, Teresa God. do to energize Teresa? Well, I love quiet time to myself. I, I love books. I think I'm a book junkie, to be honest with you. I got like so many books. And every time I go out, I'm looking at books. I love to feed my mind. And I love meditation. I love to sit down and have quiet time and, and just imagine, use my imagination to the fullest, you know. And I love, I'm a, it's, it's, as weird as it sounds, I'm actually an action junkie. I like stuff that gets my adrenaline going. I get on. I love roller coasters. I love things that just kind of excite me. I talked about skydiving one time, and I couldn't get nobody to go with me. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not jumping out no plane. <laughs> Right, look, I, I've been one time, so I said, so be careful what you tell your best friend you want uh, right before Christmas. So I had said, I would like one of these days I'm going to jump out of a perfectly good airplane and I'm going to go skydiving. Like, I want to know what it feels like to, to soar like that, to fly. So I get home. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I drive back to Birmingham. She was like, hey, come over and see me and Scott. We got you a Christmas present. I was like, you don't have to get me anything. She was like, you know, we're always going to get you something. So, you know, she and I open up my box and it's a skydiving certificate. And I'm like, holy mother of God. Like, what did I just get myself into? And so uh, I jumped on her 50th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I was amazing. like, if I'm jumping out of a perfectly good airplane and anything bad happens, I'm jumping on your birthday. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it was yeah. one of the most freeing things that I ever did. It was great. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go, you got a partner. I'm gonna, I'll go with you. It's great. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I love um, all the roller. See, we could be really BFS because the roller coasters and oh, you yeah. know, adrenaline junkie stuff. I'm with it. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're good. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, what would you give? 
what advice would you give to a brand new author? One that doesn't, maybe somebody that's on the fence, like they feel like they have a book in them, but they don't, they don't know if they can get it out. They don't know if they're good enough. That seems, mm. seems to be the thing that, or that I hear the words a lot, I'm not a writer. Like right. I, I was never good at English. I wasn't, they, they go that negative path. Like what, what advice would you give them, you know, coming from with all the experience that you have? Right. I would actually encourage them to get into a writing group, you know, like coming, like even the CIA, get in a group where you see people that have actually done it before and people that's continuing to do it. You got seasoned authors that's been doing this for a long time. That way, when they do feel discouragement, they have somebody to reach out to and ask all these questions. You know, it's a lot of information out there now. I think um, I wasn't really on social media as much when I first did my first book, so I didn't know a lot, and I had to figure out a lot of stuff on my own. But now the social media is so big and so vast. I mean, people can get on there and find out anything, you know, uh, YouTube, Facebook all of these places so i encourage them to do a lot of research and start looking into you know options and having some having a group where they can kind of you know get their questions answered and stuff like that absolutely is there anything that you would like your readers to know about you that they may not have figured out by reading your books um i think they pretty much know i'm a very loving person uh top number one i love god um I don't think there's anything that they wouldn't know um, besides the part that I'm probably I'm an action junkie because they I, I look well reserved and laid back and quiet but when that part comes out it's like a whole different Teresa. <laughs> like, where, where did you come from? You know? <laughs> and we never knew, knew knew you were like that. So that part they probably wouldn't know. Like did she actually go do something like this, skydive or, or bungee jump or something like that? So yeah. That right. part they probably wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. So, what are are you working on? Any new projects that uh, we need to start getting excited about now? Actually, I am working on a book called Manifest. It's called The Key to Living Your Best Life Now. And I wanted to have that book done this year, but I feel like in order for me to write about manifest, because I'm not talking about manifesting in just one area of your life where you're manifesting money or you're manifesting good health. I'm talking about overall wholeness. So I got to wait till my life becomes 100% whole. So this book can, when it comes out, I can have a good representation of what I'm writing about. So I believe that if it don't come out this year, it will be definitely next year because I really did hear an inner voice tell me that everything that I've put in my vision book, not mm -hmm. a but a vision book that I have, um, is going to be manifested. It's going to come to pass. So um, I would challenge you to start writing and watch how everything manifests in the middle oh, of your yeah. life. Oh yeah, I, that's what I do. <laughs> that's 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 kind of how the book is going. Um, I have a book that I, I, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing book. There's things in there that I would never thought of that God just spoke to me and and I, I actually share bits of that part of the book in this book that I'm writing. So yeah, it's, it is, it's going to be really amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I, um, I, when I talk to people about manifesting in the law of attraction, mm -hmm. I kind of like, you, you get that, mm -hmm. thought you were a Jesus follower. <laughs> like, well, you know? Yeah, I think that people get those things confused. I think they get them mixed up because actually everything that, even if they talk about all of that comes from the Bible, it's, it's biblical principles, you know? So it's, it's not separated, even though some people do separate the two. Yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very real, and I and I think the part that 
or what I hear people saying mm-hmm. is, well, I want, you know, I wanted this, but I didn't get it. Well, you're mm-hmm. focused on, you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Your belief structure. And right. it says that in the Bible, you shall receive based on mm-hmm. what, how you believe. It's right. your faith. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you focus on what you don't have, you mm-hmm. manifest exactly more things right. in your life to show right. you that you don't have it. Right. And, and that's it. That, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, think, that's, a, that's a hard pill for folks to swallow right. sometimes. Yeah, I think the main thing is the patience part. Because sometimes we think, oh, we're going to ask for someone who's going to wake up the next morning is going to be there. But the Bible says, ask, believe, and you shall receive. So if you're asking and if you're believing that it's going to happen, and not worrying about the time frame when it's going to happen, then you will eventually receive it. You just can't change your you can't change your confession or your belief based off of the time because with God, there's not no time. You know, His time does not equal our time. So right. <laughs> I think that's what messes a lot of people up right there. Yeah, I, I tell people try to have no attachment to it. You yeah. know what I mean? If you don't have an attachment to it, your belief of it right. not happening is way right. less. And I, I, I had, I, I remember the first time I realized I actually manifested something huge, mm-hmm. which was when I, uh, my trip to Norway for a leadership retreat with my life mm-hmm. coaching company, I manifested an overnight stay in Iceland and I got to go to the Blue Lagoon. Oh, wow. I had seen videos on YouTube and on Facebook of the Blue Lagoon mm-hmm. and I tagged it as bucket list. I'm going to go yeah. here one day. That was in mm-hmm. April. I manifested that trip in July. Wow. Right. Awesome. And I, I was like that epiphany. I was like, oh my God. Like I man, and I was telling my best friend, Teresa, she was like, she was like, what are you talking about? Like she was completely blown away by what it like, mm-hmm. cause I was talking 900 miles an hour and I was yeah. just so excited. I was like, now I got to figure out how to do this on purpose. Like right. how, can I, exactly. <laughs> how can I do this faster? How can I do this on purpose? Right. And that's where I really started my like diving into my law of attraction and mm-hmm. opening up my spiritual learning how to meditate so I can hear and receive and, right. and be calm and be okay with however things happen and letting go of the how and, and, not being so much of a doer, trying to make it happen. Right, exactly. That's that's the main part right there. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I used to actually when I first started manifesting, it's funny because I would call it manifesting hour. And I, I in the chair that I have right now, this was my man, this is my manifesting chair, and I would get my meditation, my warm tea, and I sit there, and then I was like, I have my candles, and I would just go in, and I would manifest, I have manifestation now, and that's just so amazing. I'm mean, like, wow, just wow. So, yeah, when you, yeah. I call it blissed out, man. You get, you get, <laughs> you get in that, that, you get in that. Uh, meditation mode and your head uh-huh. feels like it's floating and you are like literally just blissed out right. like there's yes. nothing but peace and solitude mm. and you're just like your breathing is just like right. it freaks people out because it kind of looks like you're asleep because you get that uh-huh. shallow breathing and your head's right. bobbing and like is she alive like what is she yes. doing <laughs> right. Right. um do you when you do your since we're talking about meditation do you do you have a certain sound do you listen to guided meditations or do you just are you good in the silence and getting into your meditation what's your what's your actually I think it was a process for me when I first started it was a process of doing guided meditations because I really didn't know meditation how to do it on my own so the guided meditation helped me start going from being able to have to do it following somebody else's voice and then to just being like instrumental 
peaceful music to me being able to do it without any sound at all. So it was a right. process for me, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can do it without any sound. I love the sound of the ocean. Mm -hmm. So I generally turn on my, my echo dot and listen mm -hmm. to the ocean sounds. Mm -hmm. And it takes me like less than five minutes and I can be there. I don't necessarily have to have a guided meditation, but I like, like the sound of the ocean. And there's another mm -hmm. one that I found. It's got, I call it a babbling brook. It might be the ocean. I don't know. But then they have the singing bowls where you'll get that, just that constant hum where you can just focus on the hum and, and silence everything out. I love my shower meditations where I can just feel the, the hot water like beat on my shoulders and I can just like zone out. And it's, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Just said the sound of water, I guess, is my... Right. My Very relaxing. Yes. Yeah. Calm, yes. So, mm -hmm. um, and I know everybody's a, a little different. I always like to ask that question because some people mm -hmm. are, are good with nothing. Some people like to hear all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 yeah I, since I've started practicing my meditation, my life has definitely leveled up in, oh, in yeah. many ways. Oh, many yeah. Ways. What else have I got to ask you today? So where can people find your books and your social media? How can they find Miss Teresa Lewis? Well, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm even on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, so my handle either is going to be my name, Teresa Lewis, or author Teresa Lewis. Um, the CIA, they can go to ciamemberships.org. That's our website. Or they can send an email to ciamemberships at gmail.com. Um, okay. And basically, my books are on Amazon. They're on Barnes & Noble. They're on Author's Den, book, uh, Goodreads. So it's a lot of like online bookstores that I have my books in. All they got to do is type in my name, and they should be able to find me. That is so awesome. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed sitting here and chatting with you today. Like you are the bomb.com. I get to see you face Thank to face. You. Good to see you face to face. You are the bomb.com too. Yeah. Uh, and I like your little sign back there that says like a boss. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like a boss. Add on too. <laughs> I've got um, the my old hairdresser back in Atlanta. The salon I went to, it was a female owner for the salon, and mm -hmm. she had a gold-plated one that said "Girl Boss," and I took oh, a picture. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, that is awesome. So, if anybody is watching, or if they are listening, and you're listening to our podcast on Anchor and wherever major podcasts are heard, please reach out to us at Celebrating Independence artist we would love to hear from you if you if this moved you and you want to leave us a, a rating and a comment on on itunes we would love to hear from you uh we would love for you to join our facebook group we hit the link in the bio and we would love to have you Teresa. thank you so much you are so awesome i love you thank you you are awesome too thank you <laughs> all right can't wait to see you in person and we will see you guys next month